This is a WKYT podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. What's the name of this podcast, Andrea? It's been a while. I don't know. <laughs> it's Conversations with Victor and Andrea. <laughs> oh, man. There's a podcast called It's Been a Minute. Really? Yeah. But they do it every week, so I don't, I don't understand. Well, I was going to say, then that in that case, it should be It's Been a Week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll submit that to NPR. <laughs> Let them know. Uh, it's been about three weeks for us, but I, I spent a week filling in for Sam. I was just kind of busy that week, and then you know we haven't really had a chance to schedule anything. But we're going to start doing that. We're going to start scheduling time so that we can get these done. We're committed. We are committed. To each other and to you, our and audience. It's one of those things where, you know, when I don't do it for a while, I get a little bit like, ah, oh, you know, we'll get around to it. And then as soon as I do it, I have so much fun, and I go, why yes. Why am I not? Yeah, I need to. And so we had a great conversation today that I really enjoyed. Yes. So I, I came back from a breakfast. Victor came in a little early for this because he, you know, you really do always kind of make the big sacrifices for the <laughs> podcast. I came in on the weekends a couple times with my dog but uh but you came in early which i appreciate and just literally sitting next to you was garrett weimer and i was like garrett because we tried to get him before sometimes so long sometimes it's just like who's available and we're just like all right great and you know it it always ends up being fun getting to learn about people but this was like who's available garrett oh great because we've wanted to talk to Garrett for a while yes and we still have a few other people that we do want to talk to and get around to i know krista frost Mm -hmm. is a big one and we have a few new people that we want the audience to get to know the shelby's the shell. We have three Shelbys now. It's so confusing. So yeah, but Garrett. I mean, I've always liked Garrett, but Garrett and I have always been completely opposite schedules. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been hard trying to get to know him. And I, I really love his wife. She teaches at my old high school. So yeah. I've just always kind of been kind of drawn to her. And we have a few things in common that we can talk about as far as Jessamy County. <laughs> so the Weimers are awesome people, and they have an awesome um, an awesome pet that you'll learn all about. Oh yes. Yes. So uh, we won't keep you too long. Here is our um, conversation with Garrett Weimer. And then on the back end, we've got some favorite things to talk about and, you know, just life updates, how things are going. Life. <laughs> here you go, people. Hello, everyone. We're here with Mr. Garrett Weimer. Andrew, you're excited about this. I am. Well, we've been wanting to have Garrett on the podcast <laughs> Andrew, it's been for so a really long, long, long time. Andrew, the microphone. That's <laughs> Do you see this? I've just constantly berated by Victor. That's what this podcast is all about. But Garrett, we're so happy to have you. Well, don't be too excited because I told Victor before this, I'm probably a really boring guest. So I, don't <laughs> I hope you're not that no, excited. Lower your expectations. Think... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think expectations are very high for this podcast in general. <laughs> we're always just like, hey, we did it. We found someone. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited to have you on because we wanted to have you as a guest for a while. And it's one of those timing things. You're just always generally out the door yeah. whenever mm-hmm. we're setting things up. So I'm excited to have you in here today because one of the things we always start with is just kind of how people got into the business. I guess, first off, where did you grow up? Uh, well, I'm originally from West Virginia, um, about halfway between Huntington and Charleston, um, but uh, spent several years as a kid in Boone County, Kentucky, up in northern Kentucky, um, and um, spent most of my childhood, though, in West Virginia, grew up there. Um, and found my way back to UK. So that's so that's the thing. So you went to UK. Yeah. And then I, I guess um, studied broadcasting. I did. I double majored in journalism and political science. Oh, look at us! We're like impressive. Oh, wow. Smart one with us today. So. But was this your dream career growing up always? It was. I I mean, not always, because there was a good chunk of my life that I wanted to do everything. I was actually, (laughs) when I lived uh, in northern Kentucky, for the first day of fifth grade, 
there was a news station that came and followed me around as I got ready and followed me to the bus stop, followed me to school. And so like little fifth grade Garrett, they asked me what I wanted to wanted to, wanted to be when I grew up. And my answer was in my, my high pitched prepubescent <laughs> voice was an author, an actor, <laughs> the president and a NASCAR pit crew chief. Wow. So quite a combination. I would have been really busy. Probably wouldn't have had time, you know, for all of the those things. The first three but... could have been possible. Then you threw in the NASCAR thing, and it, it went yeah, a little and off the And the way you recited that, let me know that you've watched that once or twice. I have. I'm sure your family My, enjoys that. Yeah, yes, say, we have it on tape. Mom. Yeah, yeah, we have it on tape. It came out a couple years ago to show my um, wife. So um, you know, it's uh, it comes up every now and then. But yeah, um, since probably middle school, I knew that this I wanted to do some sort of journalism career. Didn't exactly know what it was going to look like, but um, I knew it. And so in high school, I was I was I did yearbook. I was actually on our morning announcements, which were on TV and all that kind of stuff. So that's also funny to. Uh, to look back on. Oh my gosh, but. I would have loved that. I remember Channel One News. Did you guys watch Channel oh, yeah. One? We did. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was kind of what made me want to do it. That was part of the thing that got me into it. It's kind of something I always had my eye on. But yeah. I remember watching that. I was like, I could do that. Well, it was interesting too with Channel One to watch people kind of closer to your own age, right? Doing stories. Yeah. Maria Menounos started there. I remember oh. her. Oh, from did Channel she really? One. I didn't yeah. remember that. Wow. I remember. And didn't Anderson Cooper? Anderson he was Cooper involved was. with it. Yeah. Wow. I think he kind of created it, maybe. Or helped with that process. But anyway, going off on tangents, did you have someone that you looked up to? Like, was Anderson Cooper your guy? Was I didn't. Was somebody local? I mean, did you, all, did I, you all watch the news growing up? Yeah, always watch the news. And um, uh, it's kind of funny because when I lived in West Virginia, our weatherman was Chris Bailey. What? Uh, he was at WSAZ at yeah, the time. Yeah, he left here for a oh while. Oh my gosh. He came back. So, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, and so he left. And that's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he you left. just followed Chris man. Bailey. So I followed Chris Bailey. Um, you know, moved to West Virginia when he did, and <laughs> he moved back here. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I should do. You know, he would probably think that was accurate. <laughs> <laughs> just knowing Chris Bailey. Yeah. So when you graduate, what was the job hunt like? How did you decide where to go? Um, so I sent uh, probably around spring break or so of my senior year. I started sending out. DVDs and and um, links to my work and resumes and that kind of thing and I sent out I sent out a first batch of maybe um, eight or ten mm-hmm. just to places that were relatively close um, around here um, and then I had kind of a second tier that if nothing came out from that then I would send out another batch mm-hmm. your, your safety schools so yeah to speak. exactly yeah. so I had um, probably four interviews or so, four or five interviews. Um, turned down a couple just because I knew it wasn't going to be a good fit, which was a scary thing. Because I didn't have, uh, you fallback. know, right. So it was kind of scary. But um, then I accepted a job in Virginia. Um, so I was at uh, WHSV, which is another gray station. Um, I was there. It's in Harrisonburg, Virginia, which in the, is in the Shenandoah Valley. Um, I was a bureau reporter in Stanton, Virginia. So, so you were kind of by yourself? I was by myself, yeah. So um, I was there for about 15 or 16 months um, with the whole time the goal of coming back here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you knew you wanted Yeah, something. I mean, I loved, loved it here. Um, and it also, my now wife was in grad school still at UK. Um, she's a teacher in Jessamine County. Woo-hoo. 
uh, yeah, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she was still in grad school at UK, and so you know we did the long distance, six hours apart mm-hmm. for that year. Um, you know, and as things were getting more serious, that gets less and less fun. Um, so it was trying to get back closer, um, and applied here at WKYT, and the rest is history. And so I've been here almost five years now. That's crazy. I, I think started, he's been here five yeah. years. Yeah, because, yeah, in my mind. Well, no, I guess, I, I don't even think of you as one of the new people, but I'm like, oh, yeah, Garrett's been here a little while. Yeah. yeah September September 1st, I think, of 2014 was my first day here. Oh, my gosh. So you're coming up right on that so five-year anniversary. Coming up right on five years. You're going to get to pick out a fancy present. I, I already did. because <laughs> Because you're my five-year anniversary with the company was... Last oh, year, because you were with, with from a yeah, That's so right. we got a nice badminton set. Oh, Ooh. so one of the benefits of working at Gray is on your anniversaries, there you get to now you get to pick out stuff. Mm-hmm. I think on my five year anniversary, I got like a little pendant or something, but now you get <laughs> pick stuff out. Well, I guess I've had my five year then because I was with WBKO yeah. for two years, so I got a hammock. Oh, I nice. have, I have nice. yet to hang it. My ten oh. years coming up, so I have no idea what kind of. You could get two get... hammocks. Oh boy! Well, I, the prizes get better and better. <laughs> they do. I'm very excited. <laughs> a double watch. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I know. I'll, uh, I'll surprise my wife with it. I should have got a weighted blanket. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. Yes, you should have got a weight. So, um, Garrett, are we going to get into this? The the fact no. that Andrea almost burned down the station. Well, see, this was news to me. I just uh, found it. I think it happened while I was out of town. So I was just hearing a little bit about it when Jeff poked his head in the door. So our general manager. So I don't uh, I don't think I've really heard the entire story. So our, the outlets aren't as uh, prepared for space heaters as Andrea is prepared to run them. That's true. Yeah. Well, I was terrified. We all know Kristen Kennedy intimidates me. I'm a little <laughs> bit scared of Kristen. <laughs> so she and I sit next to each other now. I just recently switched desks. I basically got separated from Miranda because we talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is news it's to like, me, too. It's like I'm in middle school. I know, we were the before. bad kids in class. I'm like, oh, honey, I'm going to talk to people no matter where I am. But um, The thought was, well, Kristen will keep her in line. I think right. That's, what, uh, so that's a good idea. It happened while Kristen was on break. And I was calling all the engineers because they hadn't come in yet. And I'm like, what time are you coming in? And they're just like, space heater? I was like, yeah. I was like, if you can get back before Kristen, that would be awesome. Because I didn't want her to find it. Did it mess up her computer? Yes. Everything uh, shut down. Everything was off. And yeah, it was embarrassing. So what was it like for you when you started here? Because I'd imagine going to UK in communications, you probably watched mm-hmm. the local news. Yeah. So you were aware of everybody oh, yeah. when you started. What was that like? Um, it was it was neat uh, because, you know, getting to know the people that you know you've watched before and and that kind of thing anytime you're um uh, familiar with it i think it just makes it even better when you get to know the people behind the um the facade <laughs> not, not i don't even i don't know what the right is, word is but you know what i mean the well, image and, yeah and i think a lot of people here measure up to what you want them to be that's yeah. the thing like when you meet bill bryant yeah you you have this idea in your head and, and he meets it and it's like yeah. oh right all right the, everyone's so Bailey genuine sweet and, and yeah and yeah like you you meet all these people and you go, oh, they, they are what I wanted them to be. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's 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 a very genuine, very you know, down to earth, um, just a a good, uh, you know, good place with a lot of good people. So what was it like going from a bureau reporter where you're literally by <laughs> yeah. yourself? You were the Phil Pendleton of your yeah. station yeah. to coming to a newsroom and all the chaos that comes with that. Um, it was an adjustment. It was definitely an adjustment because I had my own 
you know, my entire little office so with its own little studio. Yeah. You know, I would do studio shots from inside the, the bureau. And so, yeah, I never, I didn't have someone to, to hold my hand, which was a good learning process, yeah. you know, for a reporter where you become very independent very quickly. Um, but it was definitely an adjustment just getting used to the noise and the chaos. And, you know, I had one scanner in the bureau listening to the county that I covered. Um, but all the scanners oh. and just, um, you know, Michelle Hill and <laughs> our, our assignment manager at the time. <laughs> I love we Michelle. Need to have yes. her. She was very we authoritative. Yes, back. we do need to get Michelle on here. She'd be great one. for the podcast. Oh, yes. She'd be a great interview she for the podcast. Back. Yeah. No. So it was just it was just a big adjustment. Um, but because um, it was just so very, very different. Yeah. And there's big personalities. Yes, a lot of them. And a lot of them, <laughs> yes. But I, I think it's fair to say that you've succeeded. I mean, you've become one of the go-to people whenever something oh, happens in sure. Frankfurt. It's like, okay, it's either you or Hillary. I mean, that, just depending on when it happens. Well, political science degree, now we know <laughs> why. And yeah, you, know, you, you understand all that stuff. And then it's also, uh, you know, you read, uh, I guess, when did you start anchoring? Um, so I started... Um, I started filling in last fall, just a l- here and there on the weekends. Um, and then maybe April or sometime in this spring, I started um, the weekend morning. So I was doing one day a week on the weekend mornings, um, Sunday mornings. And then um, just um, end of July took over as weekend evening anchor. So doing that now. What's that been like? Do you enjoy it? Do you have a preference between reporting and anchoring? They're two very different things. They are. They're. They are two very different things. So the good thing is, you know, still three days a week, I'm, I'm reporting. Um, but it's definitely a nice change of pace. I think um, on the weekends to anchor to, you know, be able to to look spiffy in a suit and not know that I'm and hurried and right, right. <laughs> and, and not have to um, have my rain boots on too. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and rain jacket and rain pants Mm -hmm. um so it's it's nice to be able to prepare a little more for what i'm going to be doing and know and uh, just a little bit of a different pace so it's a good it's a good mix so i'm on my wednesday right now and then (laughs) so odd isn't it yeah so friday is my wednesday and then i'll be um uh, anchor in the next two nights, six, ten, and eleven. I love it. So go back to the whole political science thing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever considered like maybe transitioning to politics after news, if that was an I, option? I had. So we actually just had this conversation on the over the weekend. We were talking about law and stuff, and I took the LSAT um, at one point to, um, you know, just kind of see how I did and and keep my options open mm-hmm. in case, you know, because I have thought about that. You know, at, at this point, who knows. Probably not, but it, it, that was a serious consideration at do? one point. I did pretty well. Uh, I didn't study a whole lot, mm-hmm. so I think I could have done better. But um, <laughs> uh, but it was a good, like gauge to see yeah. where you're your starting point. Yeah. Have you ever listened to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast on the LSAT? No. He's got a really good podcast series called Revisionist History, and mm-hmm. it's just about um, it's like things that are overlooked, as he put it. But it's all about how the LSAT encourages like speed when it comes to lawyering. But huh. that real world law, law a lot of times is so slow. You want tortoises who take their time to yeah. thoroughly, meticulously research stuff. And there are instances where you'll have something. Oh, we need this the next day, and you need somebody who's that fast. Interesting. 
but and so it's, he just said you know that because of the speed of it you're you're biasing it towards people who learn one way and then there are yeah. other people who are even better in another way so it's just kind of interesting that is interesting yeah and and i never i never took it with the intention of becoming a practicing lawyer mm-hmm. like if i went to law school it was not to practice law um but uh you know as a as a background um, right was was kind of what i was was thinking basically another way to further kind of that political science um government law background but i went this way and i'm happy with it so <laughs> i don't think i could have handled more school anyway I my don't. mom ran for local office and both my my family has been in it a lot and i remember when my dad first became sheriff i think they were on their first call and like someone like beat him up or something or like they on a fight he oh my didn't gosh. my dad never got beat up he would be really upset if i ever said <laughs> that about him because he was a big guy and like would he was he could handle himself but uh he looked over at his brother, who was one of the deputies, and was like, we asked to do this. Like, we, <laughs> right, yeah. we went door to door and asked people to do this. <laughs> it was just like, why? We volunteer for people to it, It's not easy. And, no. like, people just always complain. Like, they come to you with your pro- their problems. They don't come to you to say, oh, we love you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's, it's a tough job. It is. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So you, I think, are one of our best writers oh, by thank far. You. I always enjoy – it's like – craftsmanship the way Garrett writes a story do you read a lot like where do you get this okay so that's one of the I mentioned earlier that I always knew I wanted to go into journalism Mm -hmm. I didn't exactly know what it was going to look like Um, that was because I've I've always loved reading and writing and Mm -hmm. telling stories and um, so the actual sitting down and writing is my favorite part really yeah that does not surprise that's my favorite part is is crafting the story and a lot of times I'm constantly writing it in my head um, whether it's as soon as I get the story idea or right after I do the interview obviously things can change and I'm and I'm making adjustments but um, I'm I'm constantly just just writing it and rewriting it in my head (laughs) and that's also one of the benefits of being a a one-man band Mm -hmm. shooting your own video is while you're out there shooting you know, sometimes you'll see something and you'll have a line yep. in your head to write to that, to reference that. And so yep. I guess that, does that help a lot too? Yeah, absolutely. I, I know what shots I want. I know what shots I need. Sometimes it's, I have a line in my head and it's like, okay, I need to make sure when I'm there, get a shot of this. But sometimes it's the other way around where it's like, oh, that's really cool. Let me work that in there somehow. Um, but yeah, I do read a lot. I love to read. Um, and so it's just, I don't know. Good I just enjoy always that. big readers. Yep. I knew that. It's um, true. I knew that just based on hearing <laughs> hearing folks that like to read. That's what I, I gathered. Who are your favorite authors? <laughs> um, Ernest Hemingway and John Steinbeck are probably my two favorites. Oh, um, yeah, yeah took a took a Hemingway class in college, um, and uh, but I I like anything and everything. I read mostly. I read history, mm-hmm. um, nonfiction, but um, read read fiction in there too. Um, so a little bit of everything. So uh, some of your, one of your big loves outside of, well, t- two things f- spring to mind. First. Dog. I, well, I guess four things. Oh, okay. right. We have to talk about him <laughs> at some point. Walter is going to have to be in there. You, you and Amy have uh, a, one of the cutest dogs I've ever seen, and he has his own Instagram account. He does, Walter at Walter Peanut. Peanut. <laughs> uh, at Walter Peanut is the Instagram handle, Honey. all one word. He's uh, going to be an influencer by the time this podcast comes out. <laughs> Your numbers it. are going to yeah. skyrocket. Yeah. So yes, if you want to so, follow Walter, how, how did that come about? Okay, so, like, you know, a lot of people have Instagrams for their pets, and I was like, oh, I'm, I would never be I'm that, person. that person. I would I also, never. 
I also used to make fun of people who dressed up their pets. And then, <laughs> and like, poor Vader always wearing in the costume. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I was like, I would never be that person. I'm not, you know, I love dogs. Always have. Um, but I, I don't need that. So when we adopted Walter, um, he's, he's a rescue dog. Um, comes from Corbin. Um, so a rescue group um, here in Lexington, Paws for the Cause, uh, rescued him and we adopted him from them. Did you do the story? Uh, I didn't. I was gonna say we do a lot of pause for the customers. We do, stories. and I've done several stories with them. Uh, but that was that was actually the first time that I had interacted with them was right. when uh, we adopted Walter. But um, it was uh, we wanted a hound and found a picture of him online. We're like, we'll we'll go see him, you know, see if we see how it fits. Fell in love, of course. Adopted him that night. <laughs> um, so I, I, we were just like, he's just so cute. Like this this <laughs> dog is so cute. You'd be wrong not to share it. <laughs> right. And I was like, so here's here's my thinking. I was like, I'm going to want to take a lot of pictures of him. I mean, that's just, it's just the case. It's what's going to happen. And I don't want to force my friends to look at all these pictures. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to just plaster them on Facebook or my own personal Instagram account when there are people who don't want to see a million pictures of dogs. <laughs> I don't know who those people are who yeah, wouldn't want to see them. But there are some people. And so I was like, it would it's actually like a public service yes and doing a favor to my <laughs> friends doing this for your own good if i make him his own instagram it's therapy and then people who want to follow and see nothing but pictures of walter can do it people who don't yeah so and, and it a has top just fan thing on instagram <laughs> i'd be one of walter's top fans it has definitely it has definitely morphed into its own uh its own thing. We have some. We have some big fans out there. So. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Uh, so, well, the two things I was going to think of were the Reds and NASCAR. But yeah, I guess yeah. Walter should have sprung to mind too. Um, <laughs> I don't seem like a NASCAR guy. I love this. Yeah. yeah how did that come about? I've just, I've just been a NASCAR fan since I was a kid. Grew up watching it with my dad. Um, Sunday afternoons, you know, we'd sit there and watch it till we fell asleep, just because of Sunday afternoon. You know, not because it was boring, but um, I was just a big fan. It was a great time too, you know, as a kid, great time to be a NASCAR fan. You know, you had some, some good rivalries, some great drivers, Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon. I was a big Jeff Gordon fan. Um, so rainbow warrior. Yeah. So sounds a little different now. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So growing up, um, me and my mom lived with my grandma and my uncles would always come over on Sundays and it was like, you knew Sunday was just NASCAR Praise all Hale. day. Praise Dale. That's and right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, and, and sometimes I'd watch, and sometimes I'd be like, uh, I gotta go find something to do because it's, it's NASCAR all day. But for some people, it sticks. Yeah, and, and I've I've been a fan all along. And Amy, my wife, like, she hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it. And I was like, just just watch a race with me, Aww. you know, just watch a race. Please. And so we started watching some. And, you know, I would explain things because there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Strategy, just all kinds of stuff that, that you know, once you, if they you're actually paying like attention. They look like a big pack to me. And I'm like, how does anyone win this thing? I don't understand. <laughs> like, yeah. they all look like they're always together. <laughs> like, I don't understand it. I would be like your wife for sure. Well, once, my point is once you watch some of it, 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 it is interesting. You know, Amy is never going to like it as much as I do. She's never going to, like turn on a race on her own volition but, but if you're watching if it. i'm watching a race she'll watch it and we've gone to races together Aww. and I've heard which live, is, it's an incredible live is I, mean, I would like to go watch Same. it yeah. it's amazing um this weekend is in bristol tennessee uh which is a great track uh, to go to kentucky is fun too and it's close um but uh yeah we've we've 
actually been to the past two Bristol races, so we're missing the, the fall one this weekend, but um, it's a lot of fun. We've got, we've got our own uh, race scanner and our, and our headphones, so you listen to the, the drivers talk on the radio, um, their communications with their, their pit crews and everything. It's just, it's just a really fun time. That. Yeah, it, and it, it really like dials it up a notch because you can hear them talking, mm-hmm. you know what's going you know on. Doing what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just so much fun. Ooh, it's just... a great experience and you can do you can do a one day thing that you know they have entire mm-hmm. weekends of race in there so you know you can go my dream is to go camping Ooh. for a weekend to spend the weekend there i would love to do that yeah, that's, that's the... a bucket list thing for yes. me so you see the people bringing the big campers and just, yeah yeah you know that they're basically living there for a week. but it's a big event you know people go and tailgate and jim caldwell and... just got a camper did, uh, well there we go well, there we go <laughs> he wants to make his money back okay hey he has a timeline <laughs> I think I remember we talked about how like I guess you get you have to put in a deposit if you if you smoke in the thing, and I was like, then he gets to keep the deposit. Yeah. I was like, Jim will have like a pack of cigarettes in every drawer, just, just, just encouraging people, people. Yeah. yeah, and like a like a six pack of beers. I'm like, oh whoops, well, <laughs> yeah. So Rude. one of your other big loves is the Reds. Now, did that mm-hmm. start while you lived in Boone County? I mean, is that where that came from? Um, it started before that when really? I was a. Like one of the earliest pictures that I've seen of me is me with a Reds hat on. Um, it's just a, it's running the family. So, okay. um, you know, obviously when I lived in Northern Kentucky, that made it easier because we could go to go to games uh, back at old uh, Riverfront Stadium, Synergy Field. Um, so got a lot of good memories um, there. But yeah, I was I was born ten days before they won the World Series in 1990. So. Um, this was predestined, is right? What he's saying. Right, exactly. So um, it uh, it goes back, but yeah, been a, a long suffering Reds fan. Long suffering. Uh, you you and Adam Burdison have that in common. <laughs> you, you both sit on either side of me. You both have all these bobbleheads. <laughs> and as soon as the season starts, I'm like, well, here goes me feeling bad for both of them. Yeah. Aww. It, that's another example of something that's way more fun to be at the game than it is mm. to watch on TV. See, I I grew up when I lived in West Virginia. We didn't get the Reds games on TV. Mm. And so I would sit out on, it makes, it makes me sound like an old man, but I would literally sit out on the front porch every night and listen to the game on the radio, um, which was just one of my like favorite things in the world to do. And I still listen to games on the radio probably more than I watch on TV. Um, and so Marty Brenneman, he's the, um, the Reds play by play voice and has been for 40 years. Uh, he is uh, retiring uh, at the oh, end of this no. year, but he w- he was one of the people too that made me kind of want to um, do something in broadcasting, Thanks just because I was like, man, like he's so good at what he does. And, and they have to paint a picture. They do. You're not seeing it. They paint a picture. They tell stories. Um, and because they have a lot of time to fill. That's a the lot other of time thing. to There's, fill. You know, it's a slow-paced yeah. game, and so you know you have a pitch, and then it, it'll be 30 seconds maybe before the next pitch, and you, you can't just hear. 30 seconds of dead air. So, yeah, they're, it's it's amazing what they can do. It is definitely an art, like an art form. Yeah. yeah. All right, real quick, I, I love a love story. How did you and Amy meet? <laughs> okay, so we met in Blanding 2, which is a dorm at UK. <laughs> Blanding um, 2. Uh-huh. <laughs> which, rest in peace, I guess it's going to be coming down here in a few oh, years no. at some point. But, yeah, um, yeah so I was, a, I was an RA. Uh, I was an RA for three years, actually, at UK. So you had authority. <clears throat> yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Uh, but uh, so I was a junior um, at UK, and Amy was a sophomore. Um, so the first time I met her would have been when on move-in day. Uh, she had a boyfriend at the time. and uh, She want to punch him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't that get into that. Yes. But. That was a yes for those who can't see. <laughs> um, 
so we just kind of became friends. You know, we would just talk every once in a while and then kind of became more friends, you know, later so in the year. you in every time she came in the door. <laughs> yeah. Just my girl. Like, <laughs> do you help carrying anything? <laughs> so. Welcome to your room. <laughs> well, you okay see is getting all embarrassed to be like, okay. <laughs> I don't get embarrassed easy, but I think I'm probably blushing a little bit behind the microphone right now. But, um, yeah, so we just kind of became friends. And then uh, it was the next year when I was a senior and she would have been a junior that we started dating. Um, and then I graduated, moved six hours away, and uh, came back a year later. We, we dated throughout. We would make trips where my parents live in West Virginia was basically like, it was three and a half hours from um, where I lived in Virginia and two and a half hours from here. So it was like a nice Halfway stopping point. point. Yeah. So sometimes we'd meet, meet there and visit them or sometimes like one of us would drive some of the way, stay the night there, drive the rest of the way. So we, we would see each other about once a month for, a, you know, a day. And if a relationship can survive that kind right. of distance. You know, I mean, it wasn't fun, but yeah. it would definitely made us, made our relationship stronger. So um, did we you talk on the phone a lot. We did, yeah, and then and then (laughs) (laughs) couldn't even tell you. I hate talking on the phone. So I have a hard time too. I know. I'm like, ooh. I don't know. Honestly, don't know how I did it. (laughs) But um, but we made it, and uh, then um, I was back maybe a year or or maybe a year um, before we got engaged, and then we got. About the question. um, So Amy coaches softball. and so she's a big fan of softball and baseball. And as we just talked about, obviously I am too. I played baseball my whole life. Um, so we went to uh, the Arboretum um, to throw baseball. And I had written on a baseball, will you marry me? So I had that one in my pocket. And we threw, we were warming up throwing with just a regular baseball. And then at one point I, I swapped him out and I and I threw the ball over her head on purpose. On purpose, so she had to run and go get it. So she ran and go went to get it, and then I kind of ran after her. And when she turned back around, had the baseball, and I was on my knee with the ring. Garrett, that's great. That is very sweet. So. That's a really good. One. That's <laughs> Andrew's gonna cry. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right. Well, Garrett, <laughs> that's so cute. I feel like we learned a lot today. Andrew's getting all weepy eyed. Uh, we, we've taken uh, about a half an hour every day today, which I appreciate your time. I kept waiting for you to get a call at some point. I know, I did too. You were, but so, but... This has been nice. Um, yeah, it's Garrett, been before fun. Before we finish up, is there anything else you feel like people know? How should they reach out to you on social media if they want to say hi? Uh, the best way is on Twitter. Um, I'm not very good on Facebook, sorry. Um, but my Twitter handle is at GarrettWKYT. Um, you can also reach me through Walter's Instagram page. That is at Walter Peanut. <laughs> there you go, everybody. It's a, <laughs> it's a good so. follow. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Well, Andrea, how was that? Oh, I loved it. I mean, obviously, I almost cried. I don't know what gets into me. It's the schedule. I always blame my schedule on any weird emotions or, like, stupid no, moments I'm, ha- I'm having. <laughs> uh, it was very sweet, though. It was a very oh, sweet story. I loved it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I also enjoyed the whole, you know, I didn't know he was a political science major. I mean, which makes sense because I know that he enjoys politics. Mm-hmm. And that he, you know, but I didn't realize he had actually studied He's very studied intelligent. It. Yeah, he's, he's probably one of the smarter people in the newsroom. Um, so, there we go. Everybody reach out to Garrett. Say hi. Follow Walter Peanut. Follow Walter Peanut. <laughs> Vader could have an Instagram, I think. I guess he could. But my problem is I just I take too many pictures of Vera now. You could do... Vader and Vera. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of a good like combination of their names. Infinite and Pug. 
podcast feed? Veerder. You know that? You, well, you, that, you made that weird. I don't know how to respond to that. But like Vera and Vader. I was trying to put them together. Um, so last night. Vader set. Last night. Here, I'll show you. <laughs> I'll only just describe them on the podcast. But So Vera enjoys popsicles. But she doesn't know how Same. to hold them. She keeps trying to hold them. She, she refuses to hold them by the stick. Yep. And she wants to chew on the stick first. But then her hand gets cold. And she gets angry. And so I just have a bunch of pictures oh my of her screaming about these Why? cold popsicles. And then finally they start melting everywhere. Um, she tries to take them. I try to take them away. And she's oh, just not an happy. angry infant who's upset about. She, it also probably didn't help that she was real sleepy at the time. So. so she was trying to eat the popsicle while holding the popsicle. Correct. Yeah, that's a sticky situation. It it literally was a sticky literally. situation. All right, Andrea. Well, um, since it's been three weeks, how's life going? Oh my gosh, life's good. I mean, kind of same old, same old. I've missed this. Yeah. I miss getting to hang out with you. Let's just hang out. I feel like your your relationships with other people are stronger than mine now, <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. I always thought that it was me and you till the end, ride or die. You know, I love you. Let job. me die. <laughs> Well, you, you gave you me options there. Die. It was like ride or die. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> R.I.P. Man. R.I.P. Uh, Woodland Art Fair this weekend. Yeah. If you're listening to this on Friday, um, if you're listening to it on Saturday, you still probably got Sunday to go out. There you go. Yeah, but, but we're gonna be there Saturday. Yeah. Um, so come on out to we the We might overlap WKYT. for like five seconds. Yeah. You know, we'll see each other on Saturday. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, come out to the WKYT booth. You may be able to win some sweet WKYT socks. Okay. I feel like people are going to think that we're overselling the socks, but we're not. They're awesome. I'll post them on Twitter. Jim is obsessed. He has, I mean, talked about them so many times on the morning How show. Many it's pairs ridiculous. Did he steal? Oh, there's no telling. Okay. I'm sure he has multiples. If I just, you know, a box probably fell off the back of a truck and now it's at his mm-hmm. house. And that's his. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> his, about right. His new empire. <laughs> his new empire socks. Well, so but they're cool. Go. I really like them, and it is fun playing plinko and getting to meet people. They stick out quite a bit from my pants. I don't fashion-wise. I don't know how much they work, but I, I just enjoy wearing them today. I like them. You look bold. They make me happy. Yeah, and I want you to keep a running list of the compliments and criti- critiques that you get this weekend because people are always very free to critique us at events <laughs> like this. We're at the booth. They're like, now, your hair, oh, I don't yeah. know how I feel about it. Or, you know, you're so much skinnier in person. There, there's something about being on TV that people get familiar with you, which is a good thing because we want people to feel like they know us. But they also feel like they can talk to us like an old friend, which is awesome when they're like, hey, I enjoy this. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they'll go, oh, have you put on weight? It's like, yeah, you're like would you say this to somebody you don't really know? My family, I, I feel like I take it well because my mom has never been one of those like overly supportive parents, you know. Oh, that's nice. Like I was never going to go on American Idol and think I was good. <laughs> like William Hung, that situation yeah. would have never happened. Mom would be like, don't ever do that again. You know, she kept it real. But I always enjoy it. And I think that's just part of the job. It's just, you know, I, I love interacting with people so if you see us come say hi that's why we're there let it rip you yeah. know what we can take it yeah it makes us better stronger yeah. and it gives us good stories for the podcast really exactly exactly <laughs> uh so favorite things this week i have two okay do you want to go first i'll go first with one of them then me then you sure my first one is a board game i know you're surprised Aww. it's called watergate it's a two-player board game based on the watergate scandal where one person acts as journalists trying to take down Nixon and the other person plays the Nixon administration and then you've got this grid and you're basically trying to connect these informants with Nixon if you can connect two of them 
the players win, and Nixon is just trying to survive a certain amount of time. And if he can do that, then he's blasted out his presidency. Oh my and he wins. gosh! And so, but all of the cards are historical, and like Ben Bradley's a character, and Woodward and Burns senior characters, and like Nixon and his administration are people, and so it's it's all based on history. No, I, should, I, I, should, I need to talk to Garrett about it because Garrett also likes. Oh, he board would games. love that. I need to bring that in, and we can play it. You should tell Bill about that. You should, should play with Bill. That could be a podcast right there. Oh so, my um, yeah, and it's it's only for two people, and so it's it's called Watergate, and um, I I got a copy, and I'm I'm very excited. Okay, to... I need to tell a real quick Bill Bryant story because right. this always cracks me up. So Bill was class president. I know we're all oh, shocked. Yeah. But he had to run. He had to pull some, you know, very strategic political some moves shady stuff to make to get it happen there. because there was. Did he sling mud. No. So here's what happened. Basically, somebody was was put up for class president that didn't take it seriously. It was kind of like one of the joke situations mm-hmm. where it's not like people didn't like him, but he was just kind of like class fun. clown. He's like, yeah. you know, we'll never have a, a class reunion if this is the person that we're supposed to organize it with. Basically like if I had ran for class president. Exactly. So Bill knew that he actually might lose, you know, because this guy was popular and well-liked, but he would not have been a good president, basically. And Bill brought in basically an independent to throw off and offset the vote. <laughs> he I brought kid in another you joke not. to yes. split up. So like, yes, he, <laughs> he brought needed his in. own Ross Perot. Yes, I'm not kidding you. It's like maybe, you know, he brought in another football player. Like this guy was a football player, so he divided the football team, and then he ended up winning. I kid you not. I'm like, you did that in high school? Like, obviously, wow. he was meant to be Bill Bryant. <laughs> that's pretty good. Is that not the funniest thing you've ever it. heard? No, that's, that's fantastic. I know. I was like, that is... Yes, I just can see it. I can picture it. Of course, you did. <laughs> All right, Andrew. What's your what's your uh, favorite? That's my favorite, favorite thing. That's, that's, okay, no, that's, that's fantastic. No, that's good. Um, uh, I will say uh, one of my other favorite things is I just saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it's the one with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie. Yes, Quentin Tarantino. Obviously, you know something's going to be a little off about mm-hmm. it because he's he's an odd guy. Very yeah. creative. So, I will say the buildup is a lot, but I think the reward pays off in the end. That's all I can say, because it took a twist I was not expecting, and it's just, it was really good. All right, I'm and excited. And I feel like I can totally see how people could hate it, Yeah. because I know a couple people that said they hated it, but I loved it. So, it's going to be one of those polarizing things, like whether you like it or... It doesn't go places you expect. Yes, okay. yes. So, I think you will like it a lot. All right. Now, Bill wants to see it, and I said, Bill, you won't like it. <laughs> Bill doesn't like anything nonfiction. Uh, so, if there's any part of any well, That's going to deviate quite a bit from history. Right, yeah. exactly. So, and this really didn't. There was a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of fact, factual stuff in it, but, you know, it's Quentin Tarantino, so. All right. He I'm goes off real. But that. it's really good. I think you should see it. I'll be sure to red box it. We don't get out to the movies quite as much as. It's responsive. But I did. I did buy Endgame on Blu-ray. That's what she said. As soon as you get a Blu-ray player, I'll let you borrow it. Never. Maybe you know. You know, some... I'm morally opposed to Blu-ray. Maybe you know somebody who has one. I know you. Okay, well, I may have to let you borrow. My I don't Blu-ray have very player. many friends. Okay, <laughs> that's why so we need this podcast. My second favorite thing this week, because I I feel like you know we can double up since we had a week or two off, is another podcast. I've mentioned him before. Um, his name's Mark Rosewater. He's the head designer. Um, for Magic the Gathering, a card game I enjoy. So he has a podcast 
um, called Drive to Work. It's literally just him driving to work, and he talks. Every day he has a, a different topic. It comes out, I think, twice a week. A lot of the topics are literally just, if you're a Magic the Gathering fan, that's it's for you. Otherwise, it's not going to do anything for you. You're, you're, he's It's like somebody speaking a language you don't understand. Right. So, you know, ignore those, um, unless you enjoy it, in which case it's, it's fantastic. Uh, but if you have any kind of interest in game design or how people do what they do, it's almost like a master class, like a free one. But he had a podcast that I think everybody could enjoy, regardless of whether or not you play card games. He mentions a little bit of it, but... Mainly, it's the the topic, so it's it's called the podcast is Drive to Work. It's number six fifty three, and it's ideas and execution, and it's all about how people put so much emphasis and are so excited about ideas, but it's the execution that actually gets things done. He and he talks a lot about how people will when they're making games be like, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this, but it's the execution, it's the hard work that actually ends up being successful. Whenever people later on talk about things that they enjoyed, he's like, oh, yeah, that's because we figured out a way to do this that we weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. He, he talks, and it, it made me think of whenever we interviewed Andrew Schaefer, and he talked about how people would come up to him and go, oh, I've got an idea for a book, and, and but, you know, you, you could write it. And it's like, well, no, the writing's the hard part. Right. Everybody can come up with an idea. Mm-hmm. Ideas are dime a dozen. I mean, I, like, and, you know, granted, good ideas may not be a dime a dozen, but everybody can come up. You give somebody enough time. An idea is not that hard. It's the execution. It's the hard work. Did you give this podcast five stars? Um, I, I'm sure I have at some point. Because it's a five-star podcast, but only one person has voted. <laughs> so I'm just assuming it's you. Uh, I haven't yet. I will get on to it. What's the episode number? It's from July 12th, 2019, episode number 653. I'm on the wrong show. Other Lessons, Ideas, and Execution. It's called Drive to Work. Oh, I, w- I put Ride to Work. No, Drive to Work. All right. that's Sorry. That's very different. I apologize to the man named Mark Rosewaller. Yeah, he, he he actually. I'm sure you have more reviews than that. He used to be a, uh, he was a staff writer for Roseanne. He's done a lot of stuff. I love Roseanne. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just, and it was very interesting for me to to think about how people, um, you know, they give credit to ideas a lot more whenever he says it's. You know, the execution yeah, deserves more. I agree with that 100%. That's a really good point, actually. And so listening to it, yeah, just and, and it, it even made me think about news stories and how, um, you know, sometimes just taking the time to, to do certain edits, to you know, these things take time. And no matter how good your idea may be, if you aren't willing to, to execute mm-hmm. them properly, um, then it, it doesn't matter. So, so I co-host, well, co-hosted Backstage Live at the Emmys, mm-hmm. and it was really interesting how many people told me that basically – you know, the things they were winning for weren't their day turns. They yeah. weren't the stories that we have to do every day. They were stories that they, they came in on the weekend, on their time off to do. Because, you know, there's not a whole lot of time allotted for passion projects. Yeah. And those are the things that win awards. So it kind of opened my eyes. I was like, man, if I want to. If you want to do it. yeah. If you, you want an Emmy, you got you to gotta work. Yeah. They don't give those things away. No, I mean, that's the, you watch the Emmy winning stuff. You, you go, well, how that must have taken forever. And it turns out, yeah, it did. Right. I mean, you're, you're just like, oh, I could never do that. I don't have time to do that. They don't either. It's like, yeah, no, you don't have time to do that. Exactly. You have time to time. So it was like, all right, I see you. I see you. So that's my suggestion. <laughs> I get it now. Um, yeah, uh, Drive to Work podcast number 653. Did you find it? Yep, sure did. There you go. So check that out. Um, he's it a, is downloading now. He's a good talker. I enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, I think, so. I think it's something, even if you're not a big games person, 
and take something you away from it. You can still like it. Yep. And good news, friends. We already have a podcast lined up for next week. We yes. are talking with someone who may sound familiar to many of you, especially if you've been living in this area for a while. We have Kristen Flum. She's been gone for a few years. She used to work at one of our competitors. <laughs> competitors but she is back now and she's going to be joining the fox team which is kind of our sister station we we were also on fox i do the fox yeah, morning show my, my stories i don't even know how fox. to define it i but. feel indicate well that's the thing if you work if you work the weekends you know garrett anchors on fox now right because he's the weekend evening anchor and that's one of your duties mm-hmm. um i you know i feel in from i filled in for marvin a few times yeah that's so. a long show too let me tell you an hour especially by yourself it is just reading for an hour oh it is tough by yourself, but I'm looking forward. I really don't know her that well. Really? No, but you two used to work together. Yeah, we're good friends. I mean, I, I was her photographer for a year and a half, two years. Right, and then, you see, know, I don't know her. I'm, so. I was always intimidated by her, as I think I'm sure a lot of people are. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm looking forward to it because for me, it's just going to be talking to an old friend who I haven't talked to yeah, in a while. Yeah, so, so two perspectives She's on that. She's been in That'll Chicago for, for a while. And yeah. She just had a baby and still looks like a supermodel. She she knew young proto Victor before Ooh. he developed into the man I am today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she knew the boy. <laughs> That's right. She had to put up with the boy. She had to put up with the boy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so that'll be exciting. I'm I'm glad to glad to talk to her. I, I haven't talked to her in, you know, a couple of years since she moved to Chicago. We we all stay in touch, you know, through um social media. Social media. So that, that kind of but stuff. But that'll so. be fun. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I am too. And it'll be interesting to see uh, what it's like for her coming back and her getting fresh eyes um, on on the station. I don't know if she's actually been in. She's um, in town. I know she's in town. I just don't know. I didn't know if she's been in the station much. I haven't um, seen her. Yeah. So there we go. We'll figure it out. All right, Andrew. Well, I had fun doing this today. Me too. It's been too long. I agree. We gotta we gotta make it a priority. Um, also, um, we now have our own feed on iTunes. That's right. I think currently there's only one episode on there, but I'll put a second one up today. Um, and then we'll, we'll start just – I don't think I'm going to do – as I release these, I don't think I'll put them up too because then it would be out of order. Mm-hmm. So I'll just start putting up the old episodes. But if you want to just um, follow just that feed, I mean, it'll it'll be eventually just all of these episodes. We're going to catch um, up eventually. Yeah. So that's that's good news too. So um, if you want to, you know, just follow us. That's tight. Um, yeah, I got nothing else going on. All right. Well, Let's wrap it up, man. Yeah, reach Have out a to good us on Twitter. So we have I'm stories at, to tell. I'm at the Victor Puente because that Mexican businessman still won't oh, give it up. That guy. He's our new white whale. <laughs> Since we talked to Barbara, now I want. I'm not sure he actually exists. I think somebody maybe just took the handle and now they won't give it back. So oh, we need to launch an investigation. And if you want to talk to Andrea, at Andrea WKYT on Twitter and Andrea Walker WKYT on Facebook. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Bye.